Hey friend, Graham Baldwin here with The Speaker Lab. Hey, wouldn't it be nice if someone gave you the exact process to find and book more speaking gigs in 2024? That'd be nice, right? Well, I'll tell you what, we're just gonna do that for you. We've created a new 18-page guide based on Dan Irvin's process that helped him actually book over $100,000 in speaking gigs in the past year. Now, Dan is one of our uh, team members here. He's this, a very successful speaker and also one of our coaches. And so you're gonna learn how to get started prospecting, master discovery calls, proposal emails, and so much more. All you got to do is go to thespeakerlab.com slash steps. Again, that's plural, thespeakerlab.com slash steps. We're going to send you that PDF guide right to your inbox. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com slash steps. That's it. That's all you got to do. Go there. Hey, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. You're awesome. Hey there, my friends. Welcome back to the Speaker Lab podcast. We're on episode 140, and I got a great episode for you today. If you are in the U.S. today, we are, well, at the time of this this recording is going live, we are celebrating Independence Day. We are celebrating uh, 4th of July and blowing stuff up and uh, grilling. That's kind of like uh, what we like to do here in America. So I uh, hope you have a great and safe holiday week, but maybe while you're taking some time off or taking some, hopefully, time home with family and friends, I uh, appreciate you tuning in and joining us for today's episode. Hey, today we're going to be talking about PR and press. And uh, I got to be honest with you, and I, I talk about this with our guests today. I've never paid much attention to PR or press. I haven't put a lot of value in it. And and so I, I came into this with a little bit of, I don't know, I was like, is this worth it? Is this going to move the needle at all? But some really great insights and thoughts that really kind of, I don't know, gave me a new perspective on, on PR and press. So I think you're going to enjoy today's conversation. So today we're talking with my friend Janet Murray. She is a, a go-to wizard when it comes to PR. So we talk through, you know, what's the point of PR? What's the point of press? We talk about should speakers even care about it at all? We talk about how do you know what journalists are interested in? We talk about how to not only pitch journalists on your ideas, but also to define the story ideas that they're already looking for. And we just talk through uh, thoughts on press releases and much, much more. So a lot of great stuff. If you've always been intrigued, like, okay, do I need to be paying attention to the press? How am I going to use that? How do I find, you know, journalists or articles to be mentioned whether that's online or offline, digital or physical, whatever that may look like. Janet shared some really good strategies. Since then, myself signed up for one of the services that she had mentioned here. That's a free service I think you're going to enjoy. So let's get right into it. Here's my conversation with Miss Janet Murray, all about PR and press for speakers. Enjoy. Hello, my friends. Today, I'm hanging out with my friend uh, Janet Murray from the UK. She has a lovely British accent that's going to be soothing to your soul today. And uh, Janet is a speaker, author. In today's context, we're going to be talking about PR and press, and she is a PR expert and wizard. So I'm uh, excited to be hanging out with Miss Janet today. How are you today? Great to see you. Yeah. Good yeah, to see really you as good. well. Yeah. We were together recently in the Philippines. We were both attending and, and speaking at Chris Ducker's Tropical Think Tank event, which was a, a lovely event. And uh, But it was the last one, right? It was the last one, yeah. And I mean, it was a real hardship going over to the Philippines yeah, and you know, hanging, out, hanging out by the beach and hanging out by the pool. We, the, you know, <laughs> <laughs> we, we suffered through it, though. But uh, I know when we met there, one of the things that we, we got to talk a little bit about was your PR expertise. And, and this is a question that I get a lot from some of our listeners, some of our students, is they're interested in PR, they're interested in press. It's one of those things that we feel like it, it I don't know, it, it may be important or it should be important. And so I want to get into that. But before we get there, why don't you kind of give us more context of, of kind of who you are, what you do, not only in the PR world, but you do some speaking yourself. So give us the overview of, of Miss Janet Murray. So uh, my background is I'm from a, 
I'm actually an expert in PR who's never worked in PR. So I'm a journalist by trade. So I've spent the last 16 years writing and editing for national newspapers um, in the UK mainly. So I've written for The Guardian, The Telegraph, The Huffington Post, The Independent, um, and lots of international publications like Entrepreneur, that kind of thing. Also done lots of TV and radio appearances as well. And um, basically I noticed something early on in my career as a journalist, which has led to what I do today. So I just noticed that people were terrible at pitching to the media. So I'd be there as a journalist sitting there and getting these press releases and pictures from people who wanted to be in the media and they were just awful. And often they would be sent by PR companies that people like you or I had hired in, in the kind of good faith thinking they were going to help get press and they were really dreadful and as a small business owner myself because I've always been freelance I was just a bit like kind of this is not right you know and if these people don't know how to pitch I'm going to teach them how to pitch so I've always had a bit of an entrepreneurial spirit so I started running pitching workshops in London then they sort of moved on to bigger events a big sort of conference style events where I get lots of journalists to come and talk about what they were looking for and get them in a room with small business owners and and just kind of grew from there and then I realized I was kind of like you know you get to a stage in your career where you've kind of had enough and I'd written so many articles and edited so much stuff that I thought actually I'm ready for a change and I started this blog which was actually a way of of getting more sort of corporate consultancy work which I just would answer people's questions that they ask me all the time like you know how, how do I pitch to a journalist how do I write a press release do I need a press release what do I put in my press release how do I find journalist contact details and this blog I didn't realize what I was doing at the time but I was doing content marketing and this blog started to bring me clients and then I kind of thought oh actually and at the time it was more kind of corporate clients and I thought oh actually I'd really like to work with small business owners so I kind of pivoted my business and so nowadays I mainly help small business owners and entrepreneurs to get featured in the traditional media but because PR is kind of quite a wide thing I often end up helping them with content marketing and social media and speaking and, and basically anything to do with promoting themselves and as a speaker myself I've been speaking as a journalist you often get invited to go off and speak about things anyway because journalists right. generally like the sound of their own voice <laughs> um, but I've been speaking about how to get in the press um, mainly in the in the UK but I have done a little bit of international work so I'll generally be kind of delivering sort of keynote type things again for small business owners entrepreneurs on how they can make themselves more visible how they can make relationships with journalists and that kind of thing. Gotcha. Beautiful. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. So I mentioned to you a little bit offline that I personally, I haven't done a ton of media or press and it's never been like a huge priority for me. I mean, I guess if I'm being candid, it, 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 I don't know, it feels like I don't know that it would move the needle that much. And so I'm somewhat skeptical, I guess you could say like, yeah, what's the point? I mean, you got mentioned in such and such article or such and such magazine or even, even just a couple days ago, I was talking with a friend and they had said that they, they were getting ready to have a new book come out. So on their uh, previous book that they had been on a, a big national morning TV show and they're like, it just didn't do anything, you know? So I, I don't know. I've always kind of just been like, yeah, what's the big point? What's the deal? So Give us your two cents from a different perspective. Like, what's the point of press and PR, especially from a speaking perspective, and just building like a, a personal brand? Is that something that we should be concerned with? Is that something we should be paying attention to? Definitely, yeah. As a speaker, I think there's a couple of really good reasons why you, you need to pay attention to it. So first off, it can actually bring you business. So if you get a really nice piece of press coverage, okay, your friend on that occasion didn't, but you know, on occasion, getting a nice piece of press can actually get people to get in touch with you and invite you to speak at their events. I've got an example I can share with you later. But actually, it is more of a long game. So like everything you do with your business and promoting your business, you know, we wouldn't send out one tweet or one Facebook post and think, oh, you know, suddenly our business is going to be like we're going to be 
overrun with with new clients obviously it's a consistent consistent effort and I, I like to see it a little bit like kind of marketing basically we all know that it takes most people seven or eight touch points before they right. buy from us so PR is one of your touch points so basically the more that your name keeps popping up and particularly if it keeps popping up on quite kind of high profile publications um, and and there's also the credibility side of it as well obviously if I go to I'm looking for a speaker to, to speak at my event I go to your website and your website's really nice grant and it's, it's really great but then I go to somebody else who's got a similar skill set but it says on theirs as featured in I don't know what would be great titles for you to be featured in oh USA, yeah, USA yeah, I mean, yeah USA Today or a Time yeah. Magazine or an Inc yeah. or an entrepreneur or yeah 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 so so you know as somebody's booking speakers i think it does give you that credibility it gives you that kind of stamp of approval whether or not that's real or not is is another uh, another thing but actually i do know that you know that is something that people they pay attention to and and they do tend to kind of think more highly of people who've who've got those you know those kind of names um names on their website or, or able to say that they've been quoted or featured in those sort of publications so it works on on two levels really i'm not saying you can't be successful as a speaker without it but actually it can really help in terms of your credibility well i think that there's a lot of truth there especially when you're referring back to like the traditional media that even though the traditional media involved in our day-to-day lives looks very very different today than it did let's say 20 years ago it's still something that most people you know, hold up in some high regard you know depending on your you know your view of whatever publication or media outlet but at the same time we still view it as like you know that's a big deal if you're in such magazine or on such a network or interviewed by this person it is a big deal so you do have that that credibility piece mm-hmm. do you think that that's still the case today because how much the media landscape has shifted and that again we don't very few of us would sit down and watch the nightly news or thumb through a actual physical magazine or newspaper even so is it still as powerful and effective as it was say you know 5 10 20 years ago I still think it's as powerful in terms of you know, if you can say you've been featured in some high profile TV show or radio program or whatever but actually in a kind of world where we're doing business online I think for me it's more important that to get that kind of online coverage so I'd be sort of encouraging people to get featured in places like Entrepreneur, Business Insider, Forbes, Inc because not only are you able to kind of put those high profile titles on your website and say you've been featured there but also it's sending traffic to your site and it's getting people to come and look you up and find out more about you and so like your friend I mean personally I think it's great to go on TV and it's also really good fun as well (laughs) if you're a speaker you know it's a good way to practice your skills as well but in terms of actually kind of bringing you leads or bringing you you know I personally think that it's probably much better for your business to have something that's online and most things are online now even if they are printed um, that actually sends people over to your website you know for me that seems to make sense and I would never say to anybody I mean actually a lot of my clients they come to me and they're like oh can you get me in these high profile publications can you get me in the New York Times can you get me in the Sydney Morning Herald or whatever and I'm like well yeah I can help you to do that but actually if the other pieces in your marketing and PR aren't in place it's kind of pointless so they'll come and say or I want to be in this high profile publication so then I'll go and look and their website is either kind of half finished or it's just not very good they're not collecting people's email addresses they're not building an email list and um, they're not active on social media so I think all the 
pieces kind of need to to fit together there's no point in just kind of going after press I think and if you have got a really good following online and if you have got an audience or a community then any press that you do get is massively amplified and you've got a whole kind of community of people who will go out and share that get it further for you and obviously that's more people that are coming back to your site so I see it almost like a kind of ecosystem and I think a lot of people who are doing online business now it's like the missing piece so they're doing content marketing they're doing social media they're building an email list they're doing email marketing but they're kind of almost a bit like sniffing about press I think I don't right. know if that is a word <laughs> <laughs> I mean a bit like kind of snobby about it and like oh no I yeah. don't need to do that but actually it can be I think it's like the icing on the cake I think it's the bit that can really set you out from what everybody else is doing online yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense the way you're kind of framing that there, that I think a lot of it depends on what your your goal or your intention is for trying to get press. So if, if the goal is, you know, I want to get featured in this magazine because I know that that someone's going to read that and I'm going to get a gig. Maybe, but like you said, it, that may be the case, may not be the case, but generally more so it's just going to be creating more brand awareness for you. And, you know, you, I saw that person in this magazine and they've been featured in that article. And then I just, I recently saw a clip of them on some, you know, morning show. And so I start to see them more places so that whenever I'm looking for a speaker, hopefully that person remains top mm-hmm. of mind. So it sounds like it, it's, it's more than just the one-off thing, but more the, the, I guess the sum of all the parts kind of working together of, yeah. of, of people seeing yeah. it. I don't know about you, but I do quite a lot of podcast interviews and I think that's really good for my business. I was on a podcast last week by somebody really influential and I can actually see how many people that's driven to my Facebook group. I can see how the the spike in traffic to my website and see, you know, the uh, number of people engaging with me on social media for being on that particular podcast. And it's just another form of media. And I don't think any of us would turn up our noses at being on an influential podcast or or, guest posting somewhere or whatever. So I think it's just part of the mix. Um, But I think if you're not doing it you're probably missing a trick i want to get to how to actually do it but but uh, i want to go back to one thing you said earlier about there have been times where or maybe a specific situation where you did some media or press and it specifically led to a speaking engagement can you tell us about that yeah so i wrote a piece for the guardian which obviously a big uk but massive international publication about why women should stop speaking for free um basically as a speaker myself i've I was fed up with people emailing me and asking me to speak at events. And then yeah. um, I'd say, oh, that sounds great. And what sort of fee do you have in mind? And then they'd say, ah, well, we were hoping you could do it for the exposure. Yeah, yeah. And in a yeah. lot of cases, I'd go back and say, well, actually, no, I don't speak for free. And, you know, this is my fee. And I'd often end up coming out, coming out with a, you know, a good, a good fee. But that piece of coverage, I wrote it myself. Um, it wasn't about my business, but it was a massive, great big advert for the fact that you can hire me as a speaker. And of course, I got speaking, I got people got in touch with me and asked me to speak at events off the back of that article. And that article is two years old, but it's still working for me. Wow. Um, I saw it was tweeted out from The Guardian's um, account today, actually. Um, and it's still sending traffic to my website. It's still sending potential leads. I mean, some of them don't want to pay, which makes me laugh. You know, they read a piece about me not wanting to speak <laughs> We speak for free, uh, but I think we all know that that's that's what happens. Um, but it's still send, getting people interested. It's still sending people my way, and I think I mean we can come on more to ha- how you go about it. But often I think you know as a speaker you think well why would people be interested in like writing something about me being a speaker? Well they wouldn't, um, but they may well be interested in your opinions on being a speaker or your opinions on working for free. And so it's about finding those kind of sweet spots, finding those subjects that people will be interested in. It sounds like in that in that particular example with the Guardian that you you actually wrote the article. 
Yeah. So do. is it is it better from a from a speaker perspective? If I'm trying to build brand awareness, is it better for me to try to do just a freelance article for you know some major publication or for the Huffington Post or whoever it may be, or is it better to be featured in you know a piece that someone else is writing? Is there is there pros and cons each way? I assume. Yeah, I mean, I would say do both. And when you're starting out, you need to get what you get what you can, right. basically. Right, right. But I mean, in terms of starting point, there's lots of things that you can do that don't involve too much effort. So I can share a few little tips for, for yeah, things. Yeah, please. Do. So you may, you're probably aware of it already, because I find in the US people generally are, but there's Help a Reporter out. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're media inquiry services. There's one called Source Bottle. In the UK, we have a big one called Response Source. Um, there's a big one called Gulkana. But basically signing up for these, sorry, what were you going to say? I was going to say real quick. So for people that aren't familiar with Help a Reporter out or some of these other services, give us the nutshell of, of what they are. So they are basically services that put journalists who are looking for help with stories in touch with people who want to be featured in the media. So it's the perfect marriage. Generally, they're, they're either free or they have some kind of free you know, trial or something that you can try out. Yeah. And basically, you get emails in your inbox every day from journalists from high-profile publications who are looking for help with stories. So you just email them back. So they might say, you know, I'm looking for somebody, if you're, I don't know, say you're a speaker on resilience or something like that. And then they, they say, we're looking for somebody who can talk about resilience. At the moment, in the UK press, we were just talking before we got on the call. Fortunately, we've just had the Manchester bombing. Um, there's a lot of, I, I subscribe to lots of media inquiries services there's lots of requests coming through from journalists who are looking for experts like that you know resilience you know grief which is 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 really sad but but you know that's kind of how it works with the media very much generated by what else is going on and so basically those kind of requests are in your inbox every day you just reply to them you say yeah i can help or you know um or obviously if you can't help then you you don't respond to them um but for me that feels like really easy pickings you know you're just basically responding to journalists you're getting used to having conversations with them um and also you're getting a sense for kind of how it works with the timing so just like the example i just gave you there how quickly they move what they're interested in how quickly they get bored of stuff what kind of things they're going to ask you to do now generally in that kind of situation they will ask you they'll ask you to um to maybe send them some quotes over they might want to interview over the phone rarely they might want you to write something but generally you'll just be kind of helping them out with something they're already working on which i think is like a brilliant training ground basically you can learn so much from from doing that in the uk we have this fab thing but i haven't found it anywhere else but we have this uh, hashtag on twitter called journal requests which is great and loads of journalists post on there every day for, for stuff that they're looking for help with so that would be my place to start is try out some of these services and just see how you get on with them i think you have to have a bit of imagination like so a often I'll say this to business owners and they'll come back and say, well, there was nothing that, you know, related to me or my business. And so we have a bit of imagination. You are a person, you're not just a business or a speaker. So uh, some of the best coverage I've had for my business has been for the fact that I work in this, we call it a she shed. So it's like one of these fancy sheds at the end of my garden. And there, I don't know if they're a bit of a thing in the US, but in the UK, they're a bit of a thing, she sheds or chic sheds, they call them. And I've had loads of coverage about that from media inquiry services and you might think well, what's that got to do with your business well that's kind of where I work um, and other people are interested in it they're not generally interested in the day-to-day running of my business but they are interested in that and obviously I get to talk about my business and you know in these articles I get to say oh yes and this is what I do in my chic shed at the end of my garden or whatever so sometimes you have to have a bit of imagination the other tip I would give you is it's worth responding to things even if you, you might see something and think I can help with that because that happened to me or I've got some experience of it. But you might think, well, it's not directly related to my business, but it's definitely worth helping because basically that turns a journalist who was previously a stranger into a friend. So right. you're 
on that story. And then when you have got something that you think you'd like to run past them, you can say, hey, it's Grant here. Do you remember I helped you out on that story? And now, now I've got something for you. And obviously the door's open. That would be where I would suggest that people start. Does that sound doable to someone like you, Grant? You think? No, I think absolutely. And I think, I think it's a good point that you, you, and you made this analogy earlier to like podcasts. I personally, I do a lot of podcast interviews. And so I guess the way that you're connecting the dots of them, I mean, those are essentially, you know, media and, and press in some ways. And so there's been times where I know for me, I've been interviewed on a show, not to talk and speak about speaking at all, but maybe to talk about, uh, I remember I was on one recently about talking about being a dad. And so I had nothing to do with speaking yet. It does. It's an opportunity for me to talk about something else that I'm deeply passionate about and interested in. And it's, there's certainly going to be people where in that type of context, I may mention speaking or reference speaking in some way through the course of telling a story or whatever. And maybe someone listening is interested or they know of someone who is. So I think that's a great point that getting your foot in the door is really important. One of the other things you mentioned there is that when it comes to being featured in, in media and getting your foot in the door and building a relationship, how much of journalism, how much of media and press is actually relationships and really just who it is that you know in the business? Well, like anything, a lot of it is to do with who you know, but yeah. you can get to know the right people. You know, that, that's the, the key thing. It's not about, you know, like being in some kind of old boys club or something. Right. And get to know the right people and again this is why I would suggest going down this route initially with the media inquiry services because the other thing is that most journalists are really active on Twitter you can literally reach out to any journalist on any publication you'd like to be featured in and just you know, suggest an idea or, or just start talking to them and I think a lot of people don't you know don't realize that that's out there I mean another little tip I would give you if you're just starting is if you've got target publications if you'd like to be in you know specific publications then make twitter lists and you know it's really easy in a couple of clicks to find journalists on the titles you want to be featured in make twitter lists just kind of like stalk them basically and like yeah. kind of check in, see what they're talking about you know just start off maybe by retweeting some of their stuff then maybe start a conversation just like you would do you know if you're trying to make relationships if you're a speaker and you're trying to make relationships with event organizers i guess that a lot of your listeners will be doing that kind of stuff anyway to try right. and warm people up or they'd be maybe on linkedin or whatever um i mean journalists are less less active on linkedin but twitter definitely is a great place to hang around and the other thing to mention is that journalists use twitter like a, a search engine so if something comes up um i don't know can you give me an example of some of your speakers or some of your clients what kind of um what kind of topics they might specialize in yeah so if someone were let's say um okay i know of a, one of our a speaker that we worked with who they are this is kind of a specialized thing so we'll try to go with something special so she speaks to animal owners and pet owners about cancer in pets okay. so something okay. super specific and unique right mm, yeah so if i'm a journalist working on a piece about cancer in pets which is quite feasible you know i've had to write about everything under the sun yeah. the first thing i'm going to do is i'm going to go on google first of all so ideally she's got a blog but the second thing i'm going to do is probably go onto twitter and if i go cancer in pets and then her account comes up and oh my god she's tweeting about cancer in pets and and she's she's sharing relevant content i'm going to immediately want to engage with her so again this is another thing about optimizing your social media profiles on Twitter, but also LinkedIn, because journalists are actively looking for people using hashtags. Um, they might all be searching hashtags and, and that kind of thing. So it's all kind of all out there for you. And, um, you know, without having to hire PR companies or spend hours writing press releases, I can talk a little bit about more active. I mean, they're the sort of, they're the kind of like baby steps, which I think everybody could do. Do you want me to talk a little bit about how you might actively then go out and 
pitch an idea if there's yeah absolutely yeah so the thing i say to people i kind of touched on this earlier is that journalists generally they're not interested in your business they're not interested in you they're not interested in you as a speaker they're interested in kind of people over products or services so um, a lot of people say to me oh yes i want press but you know i don't want to be in the limelight you know if you're a speaker i mean you know i don't want to be i I want it to be about my subject and and not me and i think you've got to get over all of that because journalists are just not interested and they're going to report what you know they're they're interested in reporting what they report but one thing i get people to do is um i've got like a i'm I'm kind of drawing it out of my hands now but i've got like a a event like a venn diagram that i've I've put together at the beginning it's got your business your brand so in the case of speak would be like right your speaking business and then around the edge of it it's got all the different parts of your life that intersect with your business. So relationships, um, it's got friendships, um, you know, work, how you work. I mentioned my office at the end of my garden before, family, um, hobbies, that kind of thing. And they're often more interested in the parts of your life that intersect with your business. So, for example, in my case, I've had loads of press coverage over something that has nothing to do with my business, but kind of does. I've had a lot of coverage about miscarriage and infertility because it's something that I've experienced. And I've written about and I've quoted about how that's affected my business and how that's affected my work. Now, you would imagine that that wouldn't bring you clients, but I literally was speaking at an event it was an event I was running and sat in front of me was a lady and I said oh how did you hear about me how did you hear about this event I read your article on miscarriage and I looked you up and here I am so so actually calling in your tribe if you like often Mm -hmm. in unexpected ways so you mentioned I know that you homeschool don't you so you could be out there talking about homeschooling you're going to be building your own house soon I'm not breaking any breaking any uh, news here on the show but you're good everybody in your own house aren't you I know that your family travels a lot and so actually those stories are probably going to be much more interesting you know to a journalist than your story of your business that you run but they give you an opportunity to talk about your business so when I met you I was quite fascinated because I met your wife as well and she was she was homeschooling like three girls and and she Mm -hmm. was saying she wanted to travel and as a journalist you know that, that really interested me and I would be much more interested in running a story about that you know than the business that you run if that kind of makes sense yeah. um so so that's one place i would suggest people start does that kind of make sense to you yeah absolutely so is it more important for us to to be thinking of so it seems like you can go about it a couple different ways so when you look at like the help a reporter out example they are talking about specific things that they are looking for i am looking for an expert on topic x right so yeah. you got that side of it and i'm just kind of going through the list to see if i'm a fit or not or you got the other side of thinking through what may be of interest and actually pitching journalists. How would we go about doing that? And as we're kind of thinking through some of those angles, like one thing that, you know, you mentioned like a homeschool family with three girls that likes to travel. To me, I'm like, yeah, that's what we do. It's just kind of like, to me, it's normal, right? Mm -hmm. And that's the typical, like, that's the way it is with most of us. The thing that that may be of interest to someone else that may be mundane to ourselves. So Mm -hmm. how do we determine what those topics might be? One, and then two, like, how would we actually go about pitching a journalist on something like that? So the first thing is, I think it's really good to kind of almost like riff around like some ideas like that. So you've got some ideas. What is interesting that allows me to talk about my business? What do I do? And I'm not to say that you should air your dirty washing on everything. Like, you know, you shouldn't feel like you have to be out there talking about everything. But there'll be some topics that you feel okay about. Um, and then it's about really researching your publications and programs. So, so what publications and programs are going to get me in front of the kind of people I want to do business with or I want to influence or whether it's event organizers or just, you know, 
publications that sound really good or whatever and then it's about researching them really thoroughly and this is the bit that people skip out basically so they say you know I want to be in the New York Times or I want to be in the Huffington Post but they don't actually kind of read it and see what kind of you know what kind of content they run so it's worth spending the time on this actually you know actually getting a print magazine even if it's on online actually looking at it and saying okay well what kind of things do they run what what are they not interested and you'll get a feel for the regular sections as well so often they'll have you know they might have an interview with a business owner on the back page every week or you might find that they have a I don't know like a a practical how-to article on something that you know about every week so it's about kind of really getting to know what they are and not just thinking about pitching a kind of general idea but actually almost having a page in mind or a section in mind and online the same thing as well which takes a little bit of research it's a bit like if you're probably doing research you know to, to pitch yourself as a speaker as well you know the people right. who go the extra mile tend to get the best results don't they right and so then once you've you've kind of cased out your target publication you've got an idea or two then it's about finding the right person again probably a bit like speaking you know the right person who can make a decision to, to get your idea in front of twitter's great for that you can find most journalists in a couple of clicks um so just go on there and if it's i don't know huffington post and you you want to blog for them then you know huffington post blogs editor or whatever or just be brave and pick up the phone and ask like yeah actually you can find out so much by just picking up the phone and just talking to people and right. people are often too scared to do this but it saves you a lot of time um and then it's just about kind of making the best guess about who the best person is to get your idea in front of and then I wouldn't really bother too much with press releases unless you've got some amazing story that all journalists are going to be crawling over, which most of us probably aren't. Just a nice email, you know, that says, that, that says so this is my idea, this is what I've got in mind. Are you interested? A few little tips about how to get that to stand out. So most journalists get hundreds of press releases every day. I've certainly been there. I did an editing stint a few weeks ago, actually, at The Guardian. I just didn't open most of them because you just get so many. So just labelling it up, story idea or pitch or something like that. And then we say in the UK, we say, would you run seal? That's after a brace like a paint advert, which is basically what it says on the tin. So basically, you have to be really kind of, you know, if your story is about, if you're pitching an idea about, I don't know, the fact you work in your sh- a shed at the bottom of your garden, that's yeah. what you need to say. The temptation is to maybe kind of... Um, I don't know, get, get clever and pun. And the yeah. example I often give is like, if you ran a surf shop, you know, the temptation would be, and you were having some kind of fashion show, the temptation would be to say, surf shop, you know, um, I don't know, retail business, surfing the wave of fashion or something. But the a journalist wouldn't have a clue what you're talking about. So just be really <laughs> kind of like direct about what it is. And then get what it is that you're, you're suggesting in the first line of your email. So, hi, Grant, I was wondering if you'd be interested in an article about my new surf shop and the fact it's doing blah, 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 blah. Then a little bit more background. And then the bit about you comes at the end. So the temptation is to say, hi, I'm Grant Baldwin. I'm a, I'm a, a speaker and uh, train people how to speak. And I've got three kids and I live in Nashville or whatever. And by that point, the journalist has just switched on interesting anymore um so it's about being really succinct i've got a great blog post actually which is called how to write emails journalists will actually read so if you want to link to that in the show notes yeah um, time and time again and um, to help them with that and there was one last thing i wanted to say actually so once i get on this topic i can't shut up it's my favorite topic <laughs> it's but, good. Um, but once um it is there's a huge appetite at the moment for teaching people things so my best press article in terms of sending traffic to my site is how to write a press release for your small business which is like I don't even like press releases I've written a book which is called your press release is breaking my heart however I know that that's when people are first getting into PR that's something they know about so they might they google so so I've written lots of really practical content how to 
how to write a press release for a journalist, how to get press coverage for your small business, how to find journalist contact details. And I've written those articles, which I've also written on my own website for big sites like The Guardian, The Entrepreneur, The Huffington Post. And there's a huge appetite for that kind of content. So what I would say to to your speakers is what can you teach people um you're all teachers what could you teach other people that would be useful find outlets like huffington post business inside of forbes inc who want that kind of content and you know you, most of us can put that together so easily you could do a whole series of stuff on speaking and you could do a whole series of stuff on opinion articles around speaking and you know yeah. I'm sure you've got lots of opinions about about being paid or not being paid and and all that kind of stuff. So does that give you a few more it ideas? Does. It does. Absolutely. So one thing I'm curious about is would be the way that you would approach a journalist. Is it going to be different depending on the medium? Meaning that the way you would approach someone to, let's say, be on a podcast, would that be different versus the way that you would approach someone to be in a, a digital magazine versus a physical magazine versus a TV show versus a newspaper versus a, a book? Is there any differences between all of those? Not really. I mean, I've written a piece I've written a blog post about how to pitch yourself as a podcast guest as well. And there's only one difference in it. And, I, and when you're pitching yourself as a podcast guest, I always say, you know, you should just show that you've listened to the show or you've at least yeah. looked at You know, like there's nothing worse. I've got podcasts. So there's nothing worse than having someone pitch you and you know they've never even like looked. Oh, totally. I get those a lot. And they, they I'm embarrassed to say I've, I've uh, replied with snarky replies before. But. <laughs> it's horrible. You know, and it's just, but I think the thing is, the thread that runs through is that it's about them. It's not about you. So I get loads of podcast pitches to come on my podcast where they just go on and on about themselves and it's not hang on what what was it you're offering me for my audience basically because like you you've asked me to come on this show presumably because you think your audience will get some value from it not it's it's not about you it's not about me it's about the audience and so that's the thread that runs through it so as long as you're you know thinking about your pitches how can I provide value for your audience and I'm thinking about something I find myself saying a lot is tell the story people want to hear not the story you want to tell. What's the story that uh, you think we all want to tell about our businesses? I like that. I'm, uh, yeah, that's interesting. Tell the story that they want to hear, not the story you want to tell. Yeah, tell the story people want to hear rather okay. than the story you want to tell. So what's, what's the story you want to tell about your business, Grant? If you, if you could just go out in the media and tell a story about your business, what would it be? Oh, I don't even know. You're putting me on the spot. Um, <laughs> okay, tell a story about my business would be, yeah. you know, the, I would say like the ability just to work from home and have a, a life of freedom and flexibility to, that also allows me to be a good husband and father. But you'd but it'd be about you, wouldn't it? The story you want to tell is about is, is your version, isn't it? What you think's interesting. What you know? Probably, what, yeah, what, yeah, probably like yeah. look at me yeah. in my cool life. Yeah, and but the, <laughs> the thing is, I mean that well, that could be a story. But I think from a journalist's point of view, all they care about is their audience. And so yeah. whether they're radio, whether they're TV, whether they're online, offline, they're just like, is this going to be a good fit for my audience? I don't yeah. really care about you, Grant. You know. So yeah. and I think that's the thread that runs through is is it's whatever you're doing, you need to be thinking about what's a good fit for their audience. So I often get people saying, but this is the message I want to get out in the media. Who cares what message you want to get out in the media? Right. Well, I think, and I think that's very similar with speaking in that some people say, I have a really cool story. And it's like the audience doesn't care about your story. You know, you climb Mount Everest or you survived cancer or you, you know, overcame some crazy obstacle. Okay. Like kudos to you and not to like shoot that down and, or minimize them in, in any way, but like the audience doesn't care about that. They want to know how it applies to them. So I totally agree. I think that that's mm-hmm. very applicable. So, okay. One other question I have for you is the uh, quality versus quantity, meaning would it be better to you know, if you look at something like, is it better to be in like the New York Times or is it better to be in, if I'm the, the, the pet owner cancer speaker, 
to be in a pet magazine, specialty magazine. Mm-hmm. So is it better to be in, in one or the other on the quality side, but then also, or is it better to say, I'm not necessarily in the right publication, but I'm just, I'm in a bunch of publications, whether they're a good fit or not. What, what are your mm-hmm. thoughts on those? I think it's about your objectives. So as with everything in your business, it comes back to what am I trying to do? So if you're trying to kind of boost your credibility, then you you may well just want to kind of say, right, I'm just going to get quoted and all these bunch of publications so mm-hmm. that I can get on my website. If you're actually trying to reach people specifically, so if you might decide that actually industry publications or regional publications, I mean, a lot of people are really sniffy about regional publications as well, but they can be great, especially if you have a local business or you're trying to get local speaking gigs or because local for you isn't like what local is for us, you know, local for right. you is state, isn't it? Whereas like local right. for us is like, you know, the but, country. Yeah. So actually, you know, regional coverage could be really really good so it's really about what you're trying to achieve are you trying to get that kind of stamp of approval or those kind of logos on your website or are you trying to actually reach particular people are you trying to reach influencers who read a publication or listen to a particular show or, you know so it's kind of like what you do I mean personally I kind of I just kind of like to spray everywhere that sounds terrible doesn't it but but um, I like to kind of be be everywhere I can not places that don't make sense but right if you go to my, actually my website's being redone at the moment, but generally when you go to it, you'll see all the kind of, you know, the medals across saying I've been featured in all these kind of high profile publications because it's important for my, right. it's important for my clients to trust that if I'm teaching them to do it, then I, I do it myself. And also I think about backlinks as well. I mean, I, I was quoted in a, in an Eventbrite blog, like recently, you know, Eventbrite, the, mm-hmm. you know, the events site. And, um, it was a really good blog. I can't remember what it was about, but it was something to do with organizing events. And I saw this, it came through a media inquiry service and I thought, yeah, I can help with that. And I just sort of think, well, that took me five minutes and it's a backlink to my site, um, you know, from people that might be interested in what I do. And right. um, more of those five minutes that I do is more backlinks to my site, more people checking out who I am, what I do, the more podcasts I appear on, you know, the more people know, know my name, know what I'm about. So, so I generally think just point yourself around and, you know, right. get out there. Right. Beautiful. Well, Janet, if people want to find out more about you and what you're up to, where, where can we go? So I'm on Janet Murray UK. So it's M-U-R-R-A-Y. That's the best place to find me. I'm also over on Twitter. I'm quite active over on there. So I'm at Jan underscore Murray. I've got a book which is called Your Press Release is Breaking My Heart. A totally unconventional guide to selling your story in the media, which is the longest book title in history. Uh, but it's like a step-by-step <laughs> step guide and it's applicable to anyone wherever they are in the world if you're looking to get media coverage. And I've also got a podcast, which is a soulful PR podcast. Cool. Hopefully one day I'll be on that. Yes, maybe you will. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Janet. Well, thank you so much. We appreciate the time and I uh, really do. Uh, I personally, I've learned a lot. This is very fascinating and you've opened my eyes. So I uh, really appreciate you sharing your, your insights and knowledge. Great. All right, there you go. Hope you enjoyed that conversation with Miss Janet Murray, all about PR and press for speakers. Uh, hopefully, I gave you a couple of insights on, on ways that you can utilize press and PR for speakers and how you can utilize that in your, your own business. Hey, I know I've mentioned it before, but definitely you want to check out freespeakerworkshop.com, freespeakerworkshop.com. If you haven't already, we'd love for you to stop by, check it out. It is a uh, an online free training where we're teaching you all about how to find and book 
paid speaking engagements. So again, stop by, check that out, freespeakerworkshop.com. All right, my friends, hope you have a great day. Appreciate you hanging out with us. Uh, hey, one other thing, you know, we'd love for you to subscribe to the show, leave us a rating or review on iTunes or Stitcher, wherever you listen to your podcast. And uh, we really do appreciate that. It helps other people to find the show. And uh, I personally read those myself. And so it's always helpful to know like, okay, people listen to this and it's helping people and, and it's benefiting them in their business in some way. So we do appreciate the support. If you can, uh, again, leave us a rating or review over at iTunes. All right, my friends, we'll catch you next time. You're awesome.